The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now, join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you right here today on Super Talk Radio. And today we also have with us John Oliver Windsor, our resident attorney at large. Uh, and, uh, Is that t- like an alderman at large? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I don't know if you got elected or not, right? yeah. which is something I want to discuss with you today, uh, John Oliver. I've never asked you, how'd you decide on law? How did, as a career, as a profession, how'd that work? Well, jumping right in here. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody else was doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I mean, growing up around it and, and, you know. Your dad was a lawyer. Yeah, right. He practiced and they kind of spent after school with the law office and that sort of thing. And, mm-hmm. and once um, my dad asked, you know, if I was going to go to law school and I was like, that's the last thing in the world I'm going to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh I feel like I had an epiphany, but I think it was just heartburn, and uh, I decided not to go. And so that's when he hit the road. He's like, oh, "All right, you know, uh-huh. like if you're not going to postgraduate school, you know, you'll be in good shape." You know, uh-huh. and then yeah. And when you say hit the road, he actually he retired. He retired yeah. and 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 uh, you know went and lived somewhere else. Yeah, where it was warmer. Yeah, that's right. That's right. 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 Uh, and. You know, worked in Memphis for a little while and doing some of the stuff you guys do. And okay. I like doing the... Uh, so, so you got, uh, you, you passed some of the exams? Yeah, I did for Series it? 7, 66 Ooh, and all that. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, yeah. that kind of work was about 2% of what I was doing. Okay. And, and it was kind of a life insurance type stuff. And okay. then I kind of, you know, I think the guys that can make it for five years make money and the, <laughs> the ones who don't, you know, and it was... <laughs> As one doctor in Memphis told me one time, I you know he checked behind my ears to see if I was still wet, and and uh, <laughs> as I was twenty two, looking about fourteen, trying to convince this gentleman about his mortality and his yeah. liabilities that would, yeah. would be out there. So <laughs> you're asking a really educated fifty year old to trust a twenty two year old yeah. with all of his yeah. money? I was like, I'm good with numbers, man. You know. <laughs> And, it's uh, a really easy job if you think about it. Yeah, really? 22 years old, call people you don't know and ask them for all their money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong yeah. here? You know. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, did that, and then, then I kind of realized that you know, then I, I did decide you know I wanted to go back and, and go to law school, but in the interim mm-hmm. you know, with the testing and the pre admission stuff, mm-hmm. and I was kind of burned out on what I was doing, and so okay. I went back and took a little semester of grad school and taught school for a year while. Mm-hmm. I was trying to get all that in order and then went back. What did you teach? Ninth and seventh grade social studies at Coffeeville. Oh, yeah. Is, Big city between right. Oxford and Grenada. One of the two county seats, one of the ten counties in Mississippi that has two county seats. Oh. Coffeeville and Water Valley. Yeah. If you ever look that up, as I was teaching Mississippi studies at the time. Right. Um, generally, most of the places that had that, there was a river that ran through the county. Gotcha. And so... You know, you think about it, and it kind of mm-hmm. makes sense, you know, back in the old-timey days. Right. Why do we want to cross the river to go yeah. to the county yeah. seat? Let's just yeah. have one over Maybe here. they didn't have one. You know, I don't know. I mean, have, didn't have a bridge, you know. Right. There, there was no uh, state aid road funding <laughs> no, back in those no, days. Back in the 1820s. <laughs> yeah, that's that. right. Right. Uh, so did that, then worked down in Jackson, and then mm-hmm. just sort of filled the 
not north toward homes like Willie mm-hmm. Morris did, but, mm-hmm. but south, I guess, and worked our way back up here. What was it about law, other than you were kind of familiar with it because you'd watched your dad do it? Yeah. That, that, you know. I mean, kind of, you know, a little bit of, uh, I feel like I have, to some degree, a little bit of entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. and that was um, something that would would allow you to kind of run a business mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and, you know, try out some different things. Of course, mm-hmm. they teach you nothing about any of the running business in law school. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, the opportunity to do that, mm-hmm. you know, to some degree have some control of your schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, any particular side of the law that seemed to appeal to you? Uh, you know, did you want to do criminal work? Or you, you, yeah, you, I mean, or you did... know, we all get hung up in the John Grisham books mm-hmm. and the good movies and all mm-hmm. that, and then mm-hmm. you realize that, um, and, and all that was appealing to me. I mean, dad had kind of had, had a general practice, mm-hmm. which is what oftentimes you do in a small community. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't, wasn't a aha moment of like, Oh, I'm gonna go be this kind of lawyer or mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, they don't, you know, you can take classes, but so much of the practical mm-hmm. until you really get in there, you don't know what you like right. and what's, uh, you know, what's feasible financially. And, mm-hmm. and, and one lawyer told me, um, when I first started, he said, you staying busy? I was like, oh, yeah, man. He said, well, you know, there's a fine line between staying busy and making money. <laughs> right. Because, you know, you can do all the free legal work you want, oh, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, we certainly do stuff with some pro bono clinics and all that around here. But, but mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, just kind of found ourselves doing a lot of real estate and criminal work and a little bit of estate stuff. And mm-hmm. you, you kind of figure out what's, you know, what's easy to sort of uh, streamline and, mm-hmm. and get into that. But, but mm-hmm. had no real... Perry Mason kind of thing, you know, or like oh, I want to be that guy, um, right. but uh, or Matlock, you know, yeah. Cannon. Yeah, that's you right. remember that one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, you 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 just kind of referenced it just a second ago. Um, you're in the middle of law school, and you know they're teaching all this theory and all this case law and 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 all these things and moot court and everything and sometimes that's practical and some sometimes you you really need somebody to teach you how to run a small business right and you need to know where the courthouse is and how to file <laughs> stuff and i mean that's i mean that right. sounds like a joke right. you know but but i mean you know what does a pleading look like mm-hmm. i mean all this mm-hmm. theoretical stuff um but yeah you and that's one thing that i think sore because i mean i think in mississippi um I don't remember the numbers. The Bar Association puts something out every year. I mean, it's a it's a pretty – I don't know if it's a majority, but certainly a plurality of, of law operations mm-hmm. are either solo or small firms. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are doing it, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm – I'm, uh, they're doing their own marketing, their own accounting, uh, right. their own hiring, their own firing, right. uh, payroll, all, all that stuff. Right, and, and you know, and there's and there's a little niche market out there for lawyers teaching lawyers how to run a business. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean that's something that mm-hmm. you know, and different. You know, I mean now some of them are, I don't think are as great, and they're just trying mm-hmm. to get a subscription out of you. But mm-hmm. but there are some guys that are out there doing that, kind of jumping into the tech stuff and. Showing you how to kind of, I mean, one of the coolest little things is like this lawyer on the beach thing. I mean, it's, it sounds cheesy and it's <laughs> oh, like a really? Facebook group, but it's, and I mean, there are some of those that are like checking mm-hmm. in, you know, with their laptop on the beach, but it's mm-hmm. really more about being, you know, plugged in mm-hmm. remotely. Uh-huh. And it was probably something mm-hmm. that has, you know, doubled its followers, followers mm-hmm. in the last two years with mm-hmm. COVID, mm-hmm. you know, but it gets into a lot of the technical stuff and, it, and it's pretty, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you can do it. I mean, you got to have some IT support to some degree, mm-hmm. uh, but, but learning know, how to do zoom meetings and right. email marketing and all that yeah, stuff. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But you're, you're kind of winging it, you know, mm-hmm. and that's where, um, 
a lot of guys and gals get kind of suckered into some of these slick uh, marketing groups mm-hmm. um, and guys don't know what SEO is and, mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. tag words and mm-hmm. all that, and mm-hmm. and they just get sold a bill of goods. I've done that before, <laughs> and then I went out and <clears throat> learned myself. Yeah, and right. I'm on the first page of Google because what I did, not from some <laughs> guy in Jackson who, <laughs> right. you know, that I said, I can't find my results. They're like, oh, maybe something with your cookies. I'm like, cookies, Mm-mm. you know, get out yeah, of here. You know? Exactly. So, yeah. but but yeah, I mean, it's I mean, you could you could lose a small fortune mm-hmm. without having some sort of baseline information about how that works with, mm. with your web presence. Yeah, and uh, because all of us are entrepreneurs sitting here, you and myself and Bubba, we're going to continue this discussion after we go through break about uh, running a small business and what that entails here from the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Cooling Labus with you right here on Super Talk Radio, and we have with us today John Oliver uh, Windsor, and yes, he is an attorney, but also he's a business person. And uh, today we want to spend some time just giving you some advice from three business people. Um, what we would have done differently when we were starting out, things that seem to have worked, uh, some a- uh, ideas that we've stolen and, and learned from other people to try to help you practically run a business because that is what the Advisors Roundtable is all about, and that is professional advice for your life. So, John, um, first of all, if, if you had an opportunity to talk to, I'm just going to go back to that law school uh, sure. thought there. Um, if you had an opportunity to talk to dean of the, a law school, and they gave you some input about coursework and subject matter. What are some things you'd change? Real practical things. Yeah, because I mean, help. you get the theoretical, and you've got to get some of that to think like a lawyer. Yeah, I mean, I see right. that in my like you're like, okay, I, I get now why they beat that into We're, us, yeah, you know. Right. And so you see, kind of as you look at certain situations, um, where that comes to play. But but certainly. I mean, maybe not like a solo practitioner tract, but mm-hmm. definitely like a, you know, two or three courses that really get to the nuts and bolts of, of running the business. Mm-hmm. And then now the tech side is such a big part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a law office management course, and I was like, looked at the syllabus. I was like, this would be great. You know, it talks about all this. Mm-hmm. Bless his heart, as we say, the gentleman was about 72 or three. Oh, Lord. And I mean, just, and it was as tech forward as somebody was. 15 or 20 years ago at his age, but it was totally not, you know. <laughs> right, right, um, right. And so it wasn't relevant today. Yeah, and I mean, it was an opportunity to, mm-hmm. you know, and I mean, to to really probably get folks uh, up to date mm-hmm. on a lot of stuff and mm-hmm. probably a missed opportunity there, and, and, and that's due to probably just some generational stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, kind of the, you know, kind of like in high school, I think, Bubba, we had one class, and I took it, and I, it was a, they just – put it in there one year as like a consumer finance class. I mm-hmm. think I was out of math and I mm-hmm. took it yeah. and, and you know, it, it taught you how to write checks and mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, kind of like that stuff. for business. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I don't think the business schools do it. I don't right. think mm-hmm. any, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, um, how do you properly interview somebody that you want to hire as an employee? Absolutely. Yeah. I struggled with that. What does it mean to set up a retirement plan? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. what kind of books and records do I need to keep as a business owner? And right. if I don't yeah. want to spend forever with a ledger, then mm-hmm. is are there some decent software packages that won't cost me an arm and a leg that'll save me time, but also keep me in the right uh, relationship with the IRS? Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
and you and, and you know just i mean the the the, the course we're talking about doing mm-hmm. something and i mean the tech side of it is is so important mm-hmm. um and it's funny you see like there there's some some guys out hawking their stuff and, mm-hmm. and i've used them before in real estate for example a guy in a different state and i mean he it was his baby he created and all this but it's it's just a dinosaur mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. um qualia is the company we use and instead of it being a bunch of lawyers putting it together mm-hmm. it was a bunch of it guys and they said how can we mm-hmm. what all do you need for a real estate closing yeah. how do we mm-hmm. and it's like operating out through chrome yeah right you know and so the, mm-hmm. the you know forever apparently through the years what software was out there was the whole created by lawyers you know and it's <laughs> yeah. like yeah, sure. you know and that's great yeah. but i mean google is google you know mm-hmm. i mean like mm-hmm. that's the world we're in so mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. figure out what we're doing there google scholar mm-hmm. for example right Lexus Nexus. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a big thing. There's Westlaw and Lexus Nexus, and those are legal research programs and softwares and subscriptions. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll throw you a library full of books, but they're you know those are just you know you can have mm-hmm. have them in your bookshelf to look nice, but but they've really focused towards a online driven mm-hmm. thing. But I mean, they're charging five, mm-hmm. six, seven hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For this stuff, and I mean, there's not that much breaking legal precedent that I have to be, you know what I mean? Right, I mean, right. I mean, the DUI laws the same, the real estate laws the same. I mean, you know, there's a fine. I know you get down some rabbit holes mm. with certain cases, and you sure. may need it from time to time. But Google has come through. Mm. They've got Google Scholar. It was started, from what I understand, and did some research I did, you know, by sort of the academia world. Uh, you know, trying to get journals all collectively mm-hmm. for people in mm-hmm. master's or PhD programs. Mm-hmm. And then while they're at it, they're like, you know, let's look at the law stuff. Mm-hmm. And I've gone through and used it and done some research on it. I mean, it's got all the same data. Absolutely. It's, it's ad supported. And it's, yep. I mean, but you know, I figured that out two years ago and mm-hmm. I've been doing it for 15 years. I mean, <laughs> right. you know, right. And I'm pretty tech forward with stuff. Like, you know, right. I mean, I've kind of got my ear to the ground with that stuff. And so there's just a litany of things that I think for a lawyer, a financial advisor, mm-hmm. an insurance salesman, mm-hmm. uh, a dry cleaner owner. I mean, you know, so much because so much of it is is intertwined with tech. It is to some degree. It is, and probably at least half of small businesses, if not more. Right, and that's merely even if QuickBooks is your only tech. You well, know, I mean, well, that's, quite actually, yesterday, Bob and I were in a in a meeting, and you know, you you had this attorney in here with these these clients of ours, and they were doing their there will. And, uh, at the end, you know, he's like, well, how do I pay you? And QuickBooks will allow her to invoice him and allow him to pay with a credit card. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. and no stamp, no need for letterhead, uh, you know, no envelope expense. Yeah. Uh, you start talking about those things add up. Yeah. I mean, think, you know, how many invoices are you sending out in a month? Mm. 50, 55 cents a stamp. How much does that pay? I mean, yeah. over a lifetime of, yeah. of, of a business, a 30 mm-hmm. or 40-year business cycle, I mean, that's, you know, you bought yourself a car. With and sometimes table. Bubba's talking to small business owners, and they're like, you know, I really can't afford a retirement plan. You know, one of the things Bubba yeah. brought up a minute ago. Well, uh, let us help you run your business, and we'll find $1,000 a month. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah, I mean, and I think that's in across fields. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a there's a, a small business consulting mm-hmm. product out there mm-hmm. that's not been created mm-hmm. by me or you or somebody that could go into businesses and say, "Look, for a thousand bucks, 
we're going to show you how to do this. We're going to show you how to do Dropbox. Mm-hmm. We're going to show you how to set up Google calendars mm-hmm. and all this to run more efficiently and to, and to run remotely. Oh, you know, my goodness. You know, to some degree. I mean, it's, yeah. people are, you know, we get a text line with Google Voice. It's free. You yes. know, and if I have, you know, and I take some calls on cell phones, but some people I don't, and I, and I want to be able to text them mm-hmm. if I'm out of town or on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've got a Google Voice app, yes. and then when they call that number, it rings to my office. But, yeah. I mean, just that, that's a free. And it's free. I mean, i you can find that service for yeah. $20 a month. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, you know, it's free. Yeah. And it's, there's yeah. so much stuff you can incorporate to work. What's the old phrase? You know, smarter, not harder. You know, kind of thing. <laughs> but, you know, in the, in the four-hour work week, we're, I mean, you know, but a lot of that stuff, now that's all kind of industrial-based, you know, work model. But, I mean, that's there's a lot of that stuff out there that, that could be utilized that they're not teaching in the law schools. They're not, certainly not teaching in the medical schools. They're not teaching in any in business school. I mean, a lot of it is, is theoretical. Everything's you know? theoretical. But, and we're talking practical. We're talking about practical uh, professional advice that, that people really need on the front line running their small business. Mm-hmm. Right. And the small business, we've pointed out a lot before that, uh, you know, the, the small business community is responsible for the majority of the new jobs. Absolutely. They're uh, really responsible for fulfillment. You know, a lot of us just don't want to work for somebody else. Right, right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. My, my psychological uh, experience in life and my position psychologically and spiritually is a whole lot better when I'm running the shit. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, some people w- want a, a profession where somebody else kind of sets yeah. the parameters. Right. But in a small business, if that's what your entrepreneurial spirit is leaning toward, we want you to do it better. Right. And that's probably, and I don't know where the line is of some that are failing mm-hmm. because of the management or the, mm-hmm. the utilization of other things. They've got a good product. They service it, mm-hmm. whether it's selling widgets or mm-hmm. money products mm-hmm. or law products. Sure. You know, they know how to do that. Right. But, but the back back of the house mm-hmm. is not in shape, mm-hmm. and it's not out of a mismanagement or just kind of a, a, an ignorance to some of that. Right. And which, you know, I mean, I've, we've talked to people, and y'all have too, that – took them a long time to get off their feet because of stuff like that. So maybe it's like they're going to get there, mm-hmm. but they're getting to making money taking a while, mm-hmm. you know, instead of, you know, day 22 having all their bills paid of the month and then getting in the black then, you know, mm-hmm. how do we get them to 15? Right. You know, and I gonna, think it comes down to really two or three things here. First of all, knowledge of what's available to me out there to make me more efficient. And then secondly, uh, sometimes some things are free, but some things do cost some money. Well, then you have to do the, the calculation. If it's going to cost me $200 a month for this service or for this uh, software or whatever, how much more can I make if that thing is saving me 10 hours? Right. Huh? Yeah. You know, it, it's a mathematical calculation. And then the last thing is kind of trusting yourself uh, and to let go of the reins. Yeah. You know? And that's <laughs> some, tough. Yeah. Some of us are really into control. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough thing to do but you've got to get there mm-hmm. oftentimes to mm-hmm. to get you know to get there quicker each month i mean that, it's, it's that's uh, exactly right so we're, we're up close to a break here and we're going to take a break now and when we come back from the break let's continue this discussion here and i want to talk about you know if, if you were starting um brick laying business from the outside after having run your business a long time what, what would we suggest to this person? Right. How would they market themselves? What kind of accounting would they get? What kind of professionals would they have in their life? 
how they need to to have themselves uh, uh, structured from the legal. You need right. an LLC or an escort. We'll talk about that in the next uh, segment here on the Advisors Roundtable with John Oliver Windsor, Cooley and Labus. Hang in there with us. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, certified financial planners Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you here on Super Talk Radio, along with John Oliver Windsor. And today we're talking about running a small business. John, um, I'm sure you would counsel somebody if they came in and talked to you about this subject that before they get started, they need to have their business in the right format, right? Yeah, I think so. And certainly some of that depends on what it is. Mm -hmm. You know, the more something you can do that if messed up could cost a lot of money to fix. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the the more important that is, I mean, and, and, you know, there are people that just think everybody needs an LLC. Mm-hmm. I'm a little counter to that. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's all well and good. But, you know, get your LLC, but make sure you've got some insurance. Mm-hmm. Whether in our world it's malpractice, there's mm-hmm. ENO, errors and omissions for a different field. It's just kind of professional liability. But that is is mm-hmm. as much important in my what i believe mm-hmm. is is as important as it is to have a proper entity set up mm-hmm. because you know you you know whatever happens you just want your personal assets over here in your personal mm-hmm. uh uh box mm-hmm. and you want your business to be fully insured so mm-hmm. if something does happen so everything's you know, protected yep yeah. i mean you know the the single member llc mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. uh you know, probably the most popular product mm-hmm. is, is the one where you've just created a layer and, and, and done this business. Um, you know, most people are like, okay, it's official now. You know, mm. you get the little Secretary of State's thing, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, people can Google it and see who to, who to serve papers on when they sue you, <laughs> you know, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, uh, but you get in beyond that you mm-hmm. get into this you, you mentioned the s corp or c corp and that gets into some of the tax stuff which mm-hmm. is outside of that's what i'm always mm-hmm. one of the other things i tell them is to get them a cpa uh-huh. you know because yeah. you get into some of that and sometimes i think starting off that whole tax how that's set up for tax purposes probably isn't it is important mm-hmm. but as hopefully the business grows and becomes Absolutely. more successful it gets you need real a good important. foundation you really yeah. do yeah. and a good relationship with somebody who understands your business right and that's something that's lacking mm-hmm. and, and i don't know if it's um uh, i mean oftentimes you have to kind of force that professional to to to, <laughs> to be like that mm. and i don't you know i don't know you know sometimes I, it's been like do i need to pay you more money that yeah. like i want you to yeah you know, i want some coaching along the way <laughs> yeah you know i think the yeah. big thing we run into is we're kind of in an h&r block world mm. of where we've got seasonal accountants mm-hmm. bookkeepers yeah. Yeah. and you know if you're running your business you don't need to see somebody once a year no and I, I mean, if you, if you, you know, whatever that cost, mm-hmm. I think is, is worthwhile. Mm-hmm. I had a review yesterday with a couple of clients over, uh, you know, um, a teleconference or video conference, right? And one of them made the individual, uh, yeah, I guess I need to go ahead and set up an S-Corp, you know, because I was talking about retirement plans. He's, mm-hmm. he's uh, self-employed, mm-hmm. 1099 employee, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, do you really need to do an S-Corp? Mm-hmm. You know, let's let's talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times people hear those 
those words or their those names, and they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to get one of those S corps too." Yeah. I think yeah. I need I'm going to give me one of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you may need it, you right. may not, but right. you need to talk to somebody who knows what the heck they're talking about, yeah. not just trying to sell you a product. Right. Yeah. Not the legal Zoom commercial. Mm-hmm. Set up your S corps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, or right. do you know? Right. I mean that because that's kind of and and oftentimes you know it's and I use the old guy. I think it was. I can't remember who it was. I think it was a McCain and Obama were running Joe the Plumber, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always like Joe the Plumber, comma LLC. <laughs> yeah. You know, what is that done? You know what I mean? I mean, do you got insurance if you if you cut my pipes and my house floods or don't you? Right. You know, and so and, and oftentimes the one man LLC is what I was getting at mm-hmm. is is, you know, those are I mean, it just it kinda commingles. Yeah. I mean, it's really hard. You, You've got to be really um officially separate. Yes. I yeah. mean, you know, you're not paying the grocery bill out of the business account, mm-hmm. you know, um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, self-employed, I mean, you can pay yourself, mm-hmm. uh, but you but you need somebody walking and holding your hand there to get it, you and know, because once you kind of get it down, do yeah, that. I mean, the CPA, once you kind of get that yeah. foundation, yeah. at least with that sort of stuff, you know, then you can kind of rock and roll, and you just know what parameters you're working with and what to be mindful of and what not to co-mingle and, and that sort of thing and and there are a number of people out there who are just doing business as yeah which means that they have not done an entity right they've not done an s corp or a c corp or an llc or any of those sorts of things they're just you know i'm, I'm doing plumbing and i am running everything basically right. through me and there's no real separation now the advantage to the llc and the insurance is that we've hopefully officially separated me from home, me from my family, me from my personal stuff, from me, the professional. Right. Right? Yeah, I mean, that that's definitely what you're trying to do there. And the insurance inside the LLC is to give some oomph and some liquidity and some kind of backing financially if I do mess up. Because what happens if you don't have the insurance is, yeah, maybe you're separated from your, your personal stuff and maybe you saved your house, but you probably lost your business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, or your stuff. You know, you right. Know, your boat or your truck or whatever. I mean, that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, so that's where it's, I mean, it, you know, the entity and the insurance kind of go hand in hand there. Should. And I think you ought to be in the right entity and regardless have the right insurance mm-hmm. i mean that's the first thing i mean you know i live in a world of worst case scenarios often and, I, and that's why i said you know joe the plumber mm-hmm. comma llc for example mm-hmm. if you cut the pipe and it floods the house how are you going to pay those folks mm-hmm. and now unless you're self-insuring and most new business owners are not mm-hmm. and they yeah. don't have a million dollars sitting in the bank mm-hmm. um then you you need to be insured and mm-hmm. and oftentimes i mean mm-hmm. It's not that expensive. No, it's not. So what you have done is you've already included three or four professionals in some young, small business person's life. Right. Uh, probably an attorney, probably an accountant, and probably a property and casualty insurance person. Right. Right? Yep. Yep. Right off the bat. Yep. Yeah. And that's going to cost a little money. Yeah. You think it should be part of your startup, part of the initial capital? That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I think it needs to be have an allocation mm-hmm. to you know your your team. Yeah, for lack of a better. So word. you think you know it's going to cost me twenty five thousand dollars to get into business here? You know, maybe for a while I can rent a vehicle or a trailer or whatever if I'm going to do this uh, bricklaying business. Uh, but I'm going to have to have some equipment. 
bunch of wheelbarrows. I'm going to have to have a mixer. Uh, you know, I'm going to have to be able to, to buy uh, the, uh, the mortar. I'm going to have to have a little bit of money probably to hire one or two hands to help me. And I heard that John Oliver on the radio. I probably need to include a couple thousand dollars there to help somebody uh, get this thing set up and uh, have a CPA giving me some coaching and have some insurance. Um, so many times. It doesn't happen, and Mm-mm. and you get that 941 notice from the IRS where you have not paid appropriate payroll taxes on behalf of your employees. Mm-hmm. I tell you, the IRS, in spite of, in spite of their reputation, mm-hmm. on personal income taxes, and this is spoken from experience, <laughs> they can be quite pleasant <laughs> as long as you're making a payment arrangement. Right. There you go. Because that's your money uh-huh. and their money. Uh-huh. When you have an employee... You are acting as the trustee mm-hmm. of the government's mm-hmm. part of the payroll taxes. Mm-hmm. And if you're dragging your tail on that, mm-hmm. they will come knock on your door mm-hmm. for fairly small amounts of money and will tell you what's going to happen when you don't get it right. So yep. going not, back to that, when you yeah. got those employees. Not from experience, but I've seen state sales tax collections the same way. Right, Ooh, yeah. Yes. If you're holding that money in yeah. trust, the sales they tax or the not. That yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, the IRS will, will for most things, will make a payment arrangement and, mm-hmm. and you're happy. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, they'll, I'm not happy, but, you know, they're not knocking on your door, but now they will not relent on that. No. And, you know, people got to watch out of, well, I'm just pay them all 1099 independent contractor, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So you got to have somebody, <laughs> if it's anybody besides, only yourself, I mean, employees, I mean, that is a must yes. to get with an accountant for that. It is. Because that can sink you quicker yes, it, than anything is get really behind can. on that. Anytime you're holding somebody else's money, there is an extra responsibility. Right. And, you know, you're you don't want to, hey, I don't want to get between Uncle Sam and his money. No, no, no. Because no. they will enforce that. And then he has the full backing of all the federal laws because also you got Phil's money. Well, and that's the key. That's mm. you're the fiduciary, Ooh. and that's where that's why it's it is so yeah. messed up. You got you, that employee sitting over there, and you withheld his money, and you didn't send it where it's supposed to go. There was a guy. No, they will remain nameless to uh, protect the <laughs> guilty. <laughs> in a town I formerly lived in, and I read about it a few years later. Had owned a business and had a um, had a garnishment from the state. Mm-hmm. On behalf of one of his employees for back child support, mm-hmm. $300 a month, $75 a week, something like that. Right. He was garnishing it. Taking it out of the wages. It. And so the employee thinking, okay, I'm slick. I got my driver's license back. Mm-hmm. I'm making right by my family yeah. or yeah. You know, whatever, my kids. They're taking it out of my check. Yeah, and he, and, and he has done all he was legally obligated to do. Yes. And somehow, and, and the wheels of the state government at times are, are pretty slow, Took him about two years to figure out to take his license again for non-payment. Oh. So he starts raising came. Right. His employer has never sent it in. Never sent it in, and Ooh. has it's not sitting in his trust account either. Ooh. I mean, he threw it into his operations or whatever, and, and just did what he did, right? I mean, stole the money. I Ooh. mean, but that was, you know, I mean, you can not pay your taxes, mm-hmm. and as long as you file them and show you're making money and mm-hmm. you're just not paying them, that ain't criminal. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know, Mm-mm. now tax evasion, <laughs> you know, that's a different story. And stealing from somebody else. Yeah, yeah I mean, somebody told me one time he was uh, retired from this the accounting business. Said, look, mm. tell them what you're making. 
Now, if you can't come up with it all at one time, that's one thing. But, I mean, that's – Don't you, lie. That's that's that civil division of the Internal Revenue Service, not the criminal division. Right. But, you know, I mean, yeah. this guy that we're talking about, I mean, obviously that was egregious and purposefully done. Mm-hmm. But it's just an example of, you know – Get between the Fed and the government mm-hmm. and their money. And the criminal division, they're the ones who come in with the badge and the gun. Yes. Mm-hmm. Those are the ones you can go to the penitentiary <laughs> for lying to them in an interview. That's exactly. You just stay away. You see a number of these guys, <laughs> where these big national, either political or whatever, yeah. and, and they've pled to giving false information to a federal law enforcement mm-hmm. officer. Well, the internal revenue, the, the revenue agents, as they used to say, mm-hmm. are just like the FBI in right. that regard. Yes, so, they, they sure are. We're going to take another break here from the Advisors Roundtable and continue this great discussion with John Oliver Windsor on Super Talk Radio. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable. Certified Financial Planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus with you here on Super Talk Radio with John Oliver Windsor, our attorney uh, extraordinaire on today. And we're talking about uh, small businesses. And I the like in- the attorney at large. You like I, the I attorney at large I'm going to adopt that into some uh, media campaign. <laughs> well, we're going to talk about that. Media campaigns. Marketing. Not attorney living large. No, yeah, that's right. Large. <laughs> <laughs> attorney is. If you want to large. live large, holler at your attorney at, at large. large. At large. <laughs> All right. So, uh, John, marketing. Do you need it? Absolutely. Really? I mean, now, what is that? What is mm-hmm. marketing? Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. that's the question. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what Ted Turner used to say mm-hmm. early to bed, early to rise. Advertise, advertise, advertise. <laughs> now, he was in the advertising business. <laughs> well, of course. Right, but he had a good point about how to run a business. It's going to be early to bed, early to rise, but you got to get your name out there, don't you? Yeah, and and you know it's a different world. Mm-hmm. Twenty years ago, fifteen years ago, maybe even ten. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lawyer in Jackson who's a heavy spender, mm-hmm. and he told a friend of mine, heavy spender, on whatever, but especially media or advertising in the phone book. You know, that's what you used to go to. I mean, I would still you know go flip through and see some of the ads. If you can't afford to be on the front or the back, it ain't worth it. <laughs> okay. I remember Jackson. I remember whose sticker I always had for my fridge. It came with that yellow book every year. Mm-hmm. But there was 5,000 ads in the yellow pages. There right? were. And that's, you know, yeah. nothing makes me matter than having to get a paperweight off my front doorstep that's a phone book yeah. mm-hmm. nowadays nowadays because so who uses them that's right? that's that's a that's a dinosaur mm-hmm. but yeah. his point was you want to be top of mind and in front is right. that basically what yeah. he was saying yeah and i mean you gotta you gotta get there it's kind of like being on the second page of the google search mm-hmm. i mean you know that doesn't people aren't getting mm-hmm. to that mm-hmm. you know um mm-hmm. so now how much stuff can you now do organically mm-hmm. And without trying to buy every ad in Google mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or Facebook mm-hmm. ads, mm-hmm. now can you pepper some of that in? Sure. Sure. You know, can you? There's so many things you can do, and, and you've got to, you know, if you're going to do it yourself, mm-hmm. you have to sort of create an aptitude for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to learn about it mm-hmm. um, without trying to pay some consultant. I mean, there's a lot of free sure. stuff out there, resources, right. and a lot of it is just activity. I mean, the good thing about, from what I understand it you know with with google and, and their algorithms and all that is you know it's kind of ever-changing mm-hmm. and but one of the things is activity mm-hmm. you know if you're putting new pictures up there if you're mm-hmm. putting new content even mm-hmm. if it's just tweeting something you you know it's it's all about like seeing how many platforms we can do mm-hmm. and if you post on your blog right. make sure to tweet it out then put right. a facebook post and then that just kind of creates natural now there are a lot of people listening to us right now that just glazed over yeah because they're not techie mm-hmm. right 
this you know this posting and Twitter right. and Facebook and website and all that stuff for some pre please don't shut down on us right that's right please but don't. just think what I'm talking about is what you're about to do when you get your phone and you Google something yeah and that's that's the world we're in it's, we it's are. our um, we are. The, the, the Mad Men, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that, that uh, I, the Madison Street or whatever that. I, I consider myself very creative when mm-hmm. it, in certain areas, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You need me to uh, help create and design an estate plan. Mm-hmm. You need me to help create and design a portfolio, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Put somebody's financial plan together. I'm pretty creative when it comes to that. Sure. When it comes to drawing and doing advertisements, <laughs> I'm, I'm lucky if I can do a stick figure, <laughs> right? Right. Or if I can see it. You know, you tell me, you know, we're going to put this in the foreground, this in the background, right. we're going to change the text on this, and this is going to move. I, I can't see that. Right. It's kind of like standing with my wife and her telling me about what the drapes are going to look like mm-hmm. as they match the, the flooring. I, that's not my thing. Yeah. Are we also throwing in another person? You know, we had the lawyer, and we had the CPA, and we had the, the, tech, the, the, the uh, insurance guy. Yeah, could be. Now that is one that I think one might be able to do themselves. Mm-hmm. Now, if there's no aptitude there right. and they don't, you know, don't want to learn it, don't have time to learn it, that's one thing. Then if maybe I'm you laying brick, one. man, I probably am not interested in learning how to work with Google and their algorithms. That's true. Yeah, you know, and so Bubba and I, you know, I used to teach marketing. Uh, and and we got my wife and MBA and all that sort of stuff. But we decided based on the time and what we want to do with our marketing, it's it's good to hire somebody. Yeah, if you can do that for a couple start, hundred dollars right. a month, you can get somebody to do all that stuff for you. Yep, and you can get you know there's the there's a generation of people under thirty mm. that mm-hmm. by default know how to do all this. They do. Like, I mean, they're posting everything. I mean, you know, it's an open book with a lot yeah. of people now. But, I mean, they're, you, they, the, mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, they know all the hardware. They know mm-hmm. the software. They mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I mean, they know how to lay the bricks in the marketing world. They I mean, do. And, I mean, it's, it's innate mm-hmm. in them mm-hmm. because of sort of the generation, the tech they've grown up with. So right. it does not have to be the marketing you know, company out of Memphis doing this. Right. It could be mm-hmm. the kid that's head of what used to be the AV club at high school. <laughs> I guess the tech club. Sure. You know, or a yeah. kid at Northeast. Right. I mean, that are just looking for experience at studying some of the digital marketing and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And they have um, they have a degree now at state. I think it's called Integrated Digital Marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think you can do that more reasonably cost-wise and some of the other items. Yeah, right, um, like right. you said, if you don't have the time and you're out there laying brick or slinging a hammer or mm-hmm. whatever, and you just, you get home and you, you, you know, you just, you're cashed out. Like so you know, our guy who works with us, he asked me the very first time he met with us and started trying to do some consulting and see if we could work together. And if he really offered services that we needed, that sort of thing. He asked me, he said, uh, last time that you looked for a restaurant, you were thinking about going to a restaurant in Memphis, Florence, Alabama, Jackson, Tennessee, Birmingham, Nashville, New Orleans. Uh, You may have had one or two. You knew Brennan's in New Orleans, whatever. But if you were down there for a whole weekend, what'd you do? Yep. How did you find another restaurant? I said, well, uh, I had some referrals. Off the top of my head, I thought exactly about the last time Karen and I went to New Orleans. 
a couple of my friends who hang out down there, one used to live there, had given me a name. So one was referral. Mm-hmm. You know, but guess what? I didn't know how to get there. It's a new restaurant. Right. To me. Right. I didn't know how to get there. What did I do? Huh? I picked up my phone. Right. And I put in the name of O'Hara's or whatever. And I I used my phone. So right. his point to me was there are a lot of people. Yes, they'll get a referral of a financial advisor, but they they gotta know how to get to you. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, I mean, the, one of the biggest reports you get is from Google Analytics mm-hmm. every month, and it says mm-hmm. how many people clicked on there to call or get directions. Yeah. yeah. Because we're in a different world a little bit of kind of when I first started getting into the learning about a lot of that digital stuff. Mm-hmm. People aren't – it's almost like they're not as website-driven anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a quick hitter, mm-hmm. like whether it's a little Facebook or something or something that's just like mm-hmm. – I mean, it's, it's the yep. attention span or whatever. I mean, the full-fledged – website is lost on some mm-hmm. people now mm-hmm. i mean i enjoy it like i like to go through and do research with somebody right. and right. learn more about them but 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 that's becoming less i mean that's that's not aging out today but 20 years from now it's going to be like exactly that, and that's evolving within this whole sub sphere of it really is so stuff. you know so some, it's, but some, it's, you probably need to have a facebook google integrated real quick hit thing before you even Think about having a website. Well, you know, the Facebook is what, you know, a 20-something or early mm-hmm. 20s is like, yeah, that's what my parents are doing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Because, I mean, then you got, you know, Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, TikTok. Twitter, TikTok. TikTok. I mean, that yeah. was just like something to make stupid videos. Now there's like every, I mean, I've, I follow it, and you get like financial advisors, mm-hmm. you, get, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like a 30-second hitter, you know, so yeah. yep. the attention span keeps going down, yeah. and so you may roll into some more of the interactive stuff or just yes. creating content, but but yeah, that's, I mean, that's a, for somebody that doesn't want to do it um, themselves, you definitely want to find somebody, and I think there's more of those out there than there, there were 20 years ago. There they may not be formally trained as that, right? But, but they can help you it. absolutely, and they can take it and kind of run with. But it. there are there are two or three in town, and and one particular that Bubba and I use, Alex Sellers, and he does a great job. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, meets with you, uh, helps you uh, decide your message, uh, help help you with those quick hitter quick. Uh, kinds of things and then where you're posting and and keeping up with the analytics and how you get in the clicks and and how you ought to encourage the clicks there is a lot sure. of stuff available out there but if you're running a small business uh, don't circumvent the attorney and the accountant uh, and the insurance guy and the marketing because uh, we want you to be successful from the advisors roundtable on super talk radio hang in there and we'll see you again right here on super talk The discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting 
the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an advisor's roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated.